Matthew chapter 20, verse 17 to 19 says, Now Jesus was going up to Jerusalem. On the way, he took the twelve aside and said to them, We are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be delivered over to the chief priests and the teachers of the law. They will condemn him to death, and will hand him over to the Gentiles to be mocked and flogged and crucified. On the third day, he will be raised to life. Well, as we continue to prepare for Easter, today we're looking at Jesus' third prediction, um, which is recorded in the Gospels, about his coming death. And this prediction is sandwiched between two uh, really important passages in Matthew's Gospel, and they actually give this prediction a much richer meaning. Matthew's readers uh, were people who had been earnestly waiting for the coming Messiah, someone who would overthrow the Romans and finally free God's people from the oppressive Roman rule. And they had been waiting for so long at this point. And finally, it seems, he's here. Finally, Israel will be able to stick it to the man and take their rightful place once again as the holy nation and chosen people of God. And Jesus is going to make this happen for them. Liberation and and victory are so close they can taste it. Or so they hope. You see, one of the problems is that Jesus, their potential savior from the Romans, keeps making these predictions about his own death. This isn't at all what his followers want to hear. Suffering and crucifixion doesn't sound like victory and liberation and greatness to Jesus' followers. In fact, it sounds quite the opposite, actually. They're really not quite sure about all of this rising from the dead business either. That seems pretty far-fetched. But Matthew very deliberately records this third prediction of Jesus' death between two key moments. The first is where Jesus tells the story of some very entitled and grumpy vineyard workers who didn't get paid what they felt they should. And they are famously told that the last will be first and the first will be last. And then on the other side of the prediction, we see some of Jesus' closest disciples scrambling to make sure that they are given a place of honor next to Jesus when he reigns over his kingdom. But Jesus rebukes their behavior, telling them that whoever wants to be great in the kingdom must be a servant, because he didn't come to be served, but to serve. So there is a great reversal happening here. When humans say, we want to become great, Jesus says, well, then you must become a servant. When humans say, we want to come first, Jesus says, well, then you must come last. Jesus' kingdom turns everything on its head. When Israel thought they would receive a savior who would, who would save them glorious through gloriously overthrowing Rome, what they got was a savior who saved them through his own sacrifice, suffering, and death. In Jesus' kingdom, greatness actually looks a lot like servanthood. I think there's so much here that applies to us still today. 
in our culture, bigger is better. More is merrier. The more spectacular, the better. And we want to be successful and have more and do more and consume more. And it can be such a struggle um, as a Christian to not follow or fall into that same thinking. I know that I certainly can see how this cultural mindset plays out in my own life. And, and it actually really is a struggle or can be a struggle. But it's so important to remember that this is not how God's kingdom works. Bigger is not better in God's kingdom. More is not better. Greatness and glory and prestige are never the goal in God's kingdom. Jesus says it this way in Mark chapter 9, verse 35. Anyone who wants to be first must be the very last and the servant of all. The hallmark of God's kingdom is serving others, putting others before self, not pursuing greatness for greatness sake, but loving others purely for the sake of loving others. Because not only was this Jesus' example to us, but it was the way he's treated each of us with an unconditional and selfless love that satisfies the very depths of our souls. More than any measure of greatness by the world's standards ever could. So just some questions to reflect upon today as we prepare for Easter. What are some ways that you can see this bigger is better or or more is better cultural mindset playing out in your life? How comfortable are you with the idea of serving without ever receiving recognition? And how have you experienced God's loving kindness towards you this week? Mm -hmm.